It's all about the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. Boy, come and taste the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. She won't give you junk food. I will give you sauce. Hello, what's a guan? And welcome to Tea and Talk, our podcast for moms where we discuss hot pepper topics, chat with notables, influencers, and share our everyday lives with you each week. We're all native Brooklyn Caribbean American moms living in the suburbs and giving you a dose of how we navigate life in the hood, motherhood, sisterhood, childhood, the neighborhood. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you do, like, share, subscribe, and comment. Let's do it all at one time. Just say the one word that we are feeling tonight. One, two, three. Relief. relief. Yeah, oh my God. We all said the same thing. <laughs> it was relief, right? Are you really? I'm like so extremely relieved. relieved about what's happened. And I'm still a little bit nervous about Trump, but I'm a little less nervous tonight than I was last night. Last night, I thought he had a chance of making some things happen that would get him back in office. Today, I'm like, nah, it's not happening, you know? <laughs> Well, Monday I had a breakdown. I actually called my husband at work and I was crying. And I had to be yeah, with the kids because the kids were home and you can't really do that type of stuff with the mm-hmm. kids around. So I had to hear they calling me. I had to go into a corner and I was like, I don't know what's happening. This world is not safe. What is going mm-hmm. on with everybody? Why in the world we're in this situation? He's like, just calm down, just breathe. And I called my best male friend and he was like, Rufus, okay if everything's in God's hand, like he just put me at peace. Uh, Tuesday, okay. Tuesday, you know, I started to get that feeling again. I just said, it's God's will, leave it alone, just pray on it. And the information started coming in. It wasn't until Wednesday that I, I, I was hoping that my sister didn't call me. No one would call me. I just didn't want to hear the news. So I went, no news, no news, mm. just cartoons all day. Mm. Um, Thursday started to feel a lot better. I started to eat food. Um, <laughs> I wasn't eating. I wasn't eating. I just felt like when I'm very stressed, I don't eat and I lose weight. But the problem is, is that I feel very sick and nauseous. So even if I try to eat something, I would just feel like I have to throw up. By by Friday, I was in the best place ever. Best place ever. Mm. I felt like we, we actually made ground. Um, the mail-in votes were coming in like gangbusters. Um, I know they were trying to silence it, but it was too late. Um, and by, by Saturday, I was just like, thank you, Jesus. We're, we're at a place where it doesn't matter if he wants to concede, we have the votes, period. Yeah, we got them. We got them. You know, secretly in my mind, I keep thinking Biden won with 70 million votes. That was the most votes ever for any presidential candidate. The whole strategy with mail-in is something that they should establish going forward with all the elections, you know? Renee, tell us your emotions. Lord, I have been on a roller coaster. I'm a Gemini, mm. so like I'm very much like I can see the good side, I can see the bad side. Some days I'm like, oh, everything is okay. Other days I'm like rocking back and forth in a corner. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then with kids, just like Ruth, like you can't you can't really show your emotions. You just gotta keep going and just keep doing stuff and and like. We've, I voted early and everybody I saw in my line, same place you voted at Ruth in West Hempstead, but everybody was white. 
so you didn't know which way it was going to go. Exactly. I was just yeah. like, oh, Jesus. I, I've seen these lines online and then I came down here. I'm like, where are my people at? Is it the rain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Renee, Renee, we were there. Renee, we were there for the first early vote day. Like we were not playing. We came. They had a girl in the Hillman sweatshirt. I was looking at everybody like, yes, yes, <laughs> Hillman. And then, like you know, the, I was hoping for the, some, this huge turnout because I know I live in Trump Town, so I know like my views and what I see around me is not where what everything is like. Yeah. Um. Even though I live in a very diverse town, it's funny because everybody pretends. Oh yeah. In the like in our in our Valley Stream moms, um, mm. that's where you see p- things, and I'm just like you mm. bitches. Pretend yeah. <laughs> there, there are there are no there are no Miami Cubans in our town where mm. all solidarity all the time. Mm. Um, but people pretend, and it's it's again it's a very very diverse town, like very diverse. My like mm. I told you last week, my son, everybody in his class, the whole school is black or brown of of, mm. of a, a, like a myriad different countries, but. Mm black and brown um and then you know on, on in my nephew's school it's much more the other way mm. um not all because it's it, it, the this one particular woman she actually is like this diversity and inclusion person so she she doesn't care she doesn't care if they call her names in the group mm-hmm. she doesn't care if they tell her why are you saying this and she's all she's talking about is the fact that our teachers are not diverse we have a diverse town and it's 80 percent, but our teachers are like four percent black and that's the that's the that's the song i've been singing for two years mm-hmm. okay it's i've been singing that song for two years they say that children have a higher chance of graduating from college and attending college if they see a teacher that is the same race as them particularly black kids yep. if they see a black teacher before fourth grade they have a higher chance of going and graduating college so i sing that song too so I, I was alone with Victoria when we found out. And so it was really nice. And mm. we just we were just like, yay. And yeah, I shed a little t- like when I actually said it, I yeah. was I, I was just like, because I was just like, oh, Biden won. And then I and that like at like literally as soon as I said it, I was just like, oh my God, Kamala ha- Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like, right. It was like an afterthought. It's like, wait a minute. Wait a second. Does this really mean that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's just like, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. So, and Miss Gibbs. Yeah, blast, blast, basking in the glory of that. And today I just woke up so light. so airy today's a beautiful day and the weather has been so good i'm like did even god not want him to win like did god realize that we needed this like he just all of a sudden opened got rid of all the clouds opened up for the sun to come in it was warm kids are wearing shorts out here i'm like god thank you jesus yes was a roller coaster of emotions for me happy so to, for the like you guys for the week election day I woke up and I'm looking at the numbers and I didn't feel good mm. I was like in panic like oh my goodness mm. and then as you know the numbers started to change it was up and down for me and then it saddened me that in fact that so many people were actually voting for him I'm like this yeah. can't be real right like 
how could so many people still want him to be president? So that concerned me. That was part of it. And then when the news came in, it was like, thank you. I found myself like praying in the morning before I turned on the news, like talking to God, like, please don't let me turn on this TV and be no nonsense. Like, that was was my prayer every morning. Like, I was talking to him. And then when we got the news, I was really, really happy. And then I saw all the footage from, you know, our hometown in Brooklyn, because unlike the, the suburbs, Brooklyn was on fire. I mean, they were partying in the streets. They were horns blowing. People were having a good time. Meanwhile, I'm out having lunch in uh, South Jersey, and it was a quiet, no. <laughs> oh. Like, my cousin who lives in a, a part of Jersey that I would consider Trump Town, mm. it was quiet. Yeah. Yeah. It was numbing quiet. And I was just smiling. that is beautiful we even went out to dinner and i even came out to west Hempstead, guys on friday for a drink so yeah it's celebration time but we got a lot of work in front of us we got a lot of work in front of us well i like you i think i'm the only one who didn't early vote i actually went in to vote in my district which was you know, usually I just walk up the block. The school on the corner is where I usually vote, but I guess they made some changes because of COVID. So I had to go over to another elementary school in town to vote. And when I got there, I did the whole voting thing. I realized there's no polls anymore to click. You just basically do you do your mail-in thing, but you do it on site, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I, so I took a couple of, snapped a couple pictures for Instagram and I'm driving back and I see all these big Trump signs. And I realized that one of my mommies, one of my mommy friends told me there's a block that has all these Trump signs on it. And I went looking through my text to find out which block it was. That was the block. There's one block. And when I tell you these Trump signs were huge, they were tall, big flags. They had some that were pasted all across somebody's house where there were like two houses with them pasted across where you could barely even see the brick of the house. All you're seeing is Trump Pence. And then the one girl who my my son plays baseball with her, the one house with a little Biden Harris flag, I felt so bad for her. She kept talking, she kept complaining about this block. And I felt so bad. And she is white and her daughter's white, but she was so angry to be on that block. She was like, I don't even understand what's happening. You know, that night I wanted to do everything traditional. So I wanted to go to the poll. I wanted to sit there with my glass of wine. This year I'm not drinking. So this year I had my little soda, my little soda from um, Trader Joe's and I watched the polls. And of course the expectation was that it was going to be very much like what it is on election night, but like literally, you know, by the end of the night, I'm like, oh, they're still not voting. It's only what? It's only 22% in? Oh, damn. Oh, this is going to be a long night. Girl, ladies, I know y'all say y'all don't keep the news on. I kept the news. I kept going between Fox and CNN for four days. Okay. <laughs> the TV never went off. I slept with that TV on. I would wake up and look. I'd be like, oh, okay, nothing changed. Go back, <laughs> go back to sleep. I will go between Fox and CNN because they have two different perspectives. So I want to see what's happening on both sides. What was interesting is that Fox two days later had Biden ahead with the 264. They counted those 11 votes from, I believe it was, which, which, which state was that from? They counted those additional 11 votes. Which one? 
Oh no, I, d I don't know which, it, but I, I, I agree with you. It was like, a, I couldn't, re I don't Arizona. know. It was where? Arizona. I believe it was Arizona. It was Arizona. They counted the 11 votes on Fox where everybody else, CNN, MSNBC had them at 253 for the two days straight. But Fox had them in 264. And do you know that man was pissed about it? I heard today that Trump was really angry with Fox. Yep. And that was his only ally. So now they're mad at him. They're like, he lost. They're, <laughs> like, <laughs> they're all like, yeah, no, he didn't win. He just needs to concede. And so I did hear today that he is willing to concede at, at once all of these lawsuits are done. But I think he will concede sooner than that because he's looking like a real fool right now for not conceding. And he's really ruining the whole judicial system, the whole election, so everything that's, that America is built on, he is literally ruining it right now with his behavior, behaving like a brat. Yeah, okay? we look like fools to the world. I think uh, he's going to concede because that ride from the golf course to the White House, <clears throat> I think it was mm -hmm. yesterday. Yeah. And the people in front singing, you were about to lose your job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, there was so, so much times. going on. It's so evident it's to him hilarious. people are partying throughout the country. Throughout the country. Throughout the world. People in Paris and London. In London. Oh, everywhere. Bells. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everybody was happy. But let's remember that he started his political career with divisiveness. Mm -hmm. And so he's ending it with unity. Like everybody's united on the fact that this dude needs to be gone. So the day of I'm walking out of my house, um, the day that he was, he was elected, I was in the room by myself. I went to do laundry, came upstairs and the man was president. I was like, yes, I come upstairs. I'm like, yay. I walk out of my house with my son like 10 minutes later. And there's a white man who, to me, I would have looked at him and said, oh, that's a Trumpy. He's going to be mad. No, he looked at me. He said, good afternoon. I said, hey, good afternoon. He said, um, a lot of people watching the TV today. I said, they are. He goes, boy, I hope our country can get back in shape right now. And he put his fist up at me. Oh, and I said, God damn, America. God damn, America. this is a beautiful moment right here. I was so happy this old man that looked just like Trump put his power fist up at me. It was a moment, honey. I almost cried. I cried a lot of times over this whole three days, but that one moment made me almost cry. I mean, it really did. It really, really did. Well, I don't know if you noticed, I posted a picture. I was driving in the touching and the sign says, thank God we can have some peace now on the front lawn. And I was very like, okay, you know, so we have a lot of allies. A lot, a lot of, people of people were tired of the madness. Yeah. Yes. A lot of people. Yeah. But a lot of people voted for him too. Yeah. A lot of people voted. voted, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see how this all plays out, but I want to know what you guys did with your kids. How did you talk to your kids about it? And, and do they even like, like, how do they feel about this moment? Because this is a real moment, especially when you have a black daughter, Renee and Ruth. And Diane, actually, y'all have black daughter. We have our first black female vice president who, you know, is basically in line to become president one day or at least run for president. That will be an amazing moment in history. But this right here is amazing enough. How do you guys feel about that? Well, for me, my daughter being 17, mm. um, definitely was a fluid conversation. Mm. Um, she's excited. I saw a really, um, I saw a picture on Instagram of a little girl looking at a large screen TV 
And you can tell she's a black widow girl just looking. And so it's comforting to know that the younger children can see Kamala and know that it's it's possible. And like you said, just you refer to them seeing a teacher that looks like them makes the chances of them being successful. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing, it's the same effect. And it's yeah. just, we needed it. After the last four years, we, we need something to inspire us. Yeah. Our kids will never know what it's like to spend years with presidents and vice presidents who are not of color. They're all growing up in a world where they won't even know what it's like to ever live in a world where there was never a black president or vice president. Yeah, it's remarkable. Like Anthony yeah. was a year old when um, Obama was elected. Yeah. And I just, it was the same feeling. I just didn't, I didn't know. I was not prepared, even though obviously she's been running. I, was, I wasn't prepared for how overwhelming it would feel. Mm. It just it just like I was like oh my I I I I still am like I'm I have goosebumps now I I wasn't prepared I I am so emotional so mm. so emotional I've cried so many times mm. and wow. just just to look at her and and like let me tell you something though Miss Victoria was all like I was like sweetie you can do whatever you want and she's like I know <laughs> good for her good for her. <laughs> So there's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that in her too. I see them pictures she be posting. I'm like, mm-hmm, she has confidence. And that's yes. amazing. She's that's amazing. not lacking in confidence. That's amazing. Every every brown girl needs that. And Ruth, what say you with Giselle? Oh. <laughs> and it, so um, when it came to the elections, the kids already knew who my preference was. I let them know. I still have pictures of Obama in the house. Mm-hmm. I have not taken them down. The kids know that this was our 46th president. And I told them it goes 41, 42, 44, blank, 46. So <laughs> there was nothing in between. Um, yeah. And that Biden worked with Obama. And that's why mommy was even more in line with him. When it came to Kamala, I don't, Andrew was more vocal than Giselle. Giselle, she just, you know, she, she believes she can do all things that she wanted to do. But Andrew was just, he's into looking at females. And he was just like, who is that? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, the Kamala's beautiful. Who is that? Yeah. Yeah. And why is she in the, in the white suit? And she walk out like, and I was like, Andrew, that's the vice president. And then Terry said something. And I was like, oh, God. Terry was like, well, you know, they're mad because, you know, people are still sending in votes. And I said, Terry, those votes. You can't send in votes after the election. So now we're all arguing while the speech is happening. And I'm like, you know what? I can't. Let me just hear this. Mm. But Giselle was on the other side playing Lego while Andrew was just fascinated by Kamala's beauty. So that's that's where we have were with um, the whole election and the speech that happened on Saturday. Can we just rewind a little bit to Hillary Clinton mm. and the fact that Hillary was not able to do and accomplish for the Democrats, what Biden was able to do. And that goes back to us saying that black women need to be a part, need to have seats at the table. Um, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg always said that, you know, women need to be a part of the conversation. I think black women need to be a part of the conversation, period. You know, the strength that- Black women have, black women very, very singular, not singularly, like lots, but we, we never just think about ourselves. Never. Exactly. Exactly. Never. 
we're always very tactical and strategic. Yeah, anything that we're be. accomplishing and that we're looking to accomplish is never just for black women yeah. or right. even just for black men. Usually right. anything we do is raising up everybody. Yeah, right? Absolutely right. Because That's we've always had to do not that. Listen to us. When mm -hmm. we tell you something, listen to us. Because guess what? It's not just for me. It's not just for my black sisters or my black brothers. It's for everyone. It's for all women. It's for anybody marginalized. It's mm -hmm. for gay and lesbians. It's for 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 the the Native Americans. Like there's yep. all these these things that we do. We never do it just for ourselves. We don't exclude. We are always <laughs> inclusive. Let's be very clear that the black woman has been the backbone of this country. Yes. Yeah. Very clear. We've nurtured babies on both sides. You know, we've had to support our men as they have been oppressed and still get up in the morning and go take care of someone else's family. Mm -hmm. So we've always been the backbone and the balance of this country for all its good and evils. Yeah. So, we've never had the luxury of just just chilling. Yes. We've never, never had that luxury. Never. It's never it's never just a chill for us. I just want to talk about Abby Abby Phillips though, guys. I mean, <laughs> applaud her. I mean, even before I knew she was a Trini descendant, this uh, her parents are trying to turn that in. She was just so poised and just yeah. so good and was there and and I just love her. I think so. She's someone we should keep our eye on. Yeah, I think Definitely. she, especially during the, from this season, is she's she's arrived. She's had a moment. She is. Yeah. She is, and she was a major anchor during a very pivotal time in our in yeah. our history. Yeah. Um, so so even keeled also just very not yeah. emotional not yeah. even even when Van Jones was off crying <laughs> the hiccups and he the shoulder shaking <laughs> it was a lot it was a lot for Van was he one of the people that came up with the platinum package who Van Jones Van Jones with, with Trump yeah he oh hell no Jared. Mm -mm. He worked with Jared. I'm looking for it right now as we talk. Yes, he did work with with Jared. He yes. did. Yes, he worked with oh, Jared. Oh, he did. And yeah. mm -hmm. and def but criminal justice is his most like that's that's the thing that he and he was just like, well, you know, I want to have a conversation with the person who's in power, and we just have to do the work, and and you know, it doesn't matter who's in charge. I'm just trying to get people out of jail. Here it is. Van Jones secretly helped craft the weak Trump police reform package. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. worked with Jared and Kanye and what's that? What's his wife's name? What's that girl? Um, Kardashian. Yes, Kim. Oh, okay. So he worked, okay. worked at his law firm. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, listen, somebody was going to do it. But um, this is the thing about Van. I mean, I saw so many posts when he was crying from people who were commenting on his tears and were like, don't be fooled by Van Jones. Yeah. Um, but before we were talking about Abby Phillips and I want to go back to that. And as much as I love her and I do feel like she did get the opportunity to have that seat at the table, there are a ton of Black. I work in print and publishing. There are a ton of Black women that are amazing journalists that do not get that seat at the table. It goes back to the Kamala Harris effect and the Stacey Abrams effect. Stacey mm. Abrams, Stacey she got her props, but she could have been right there as vice president too if America was a little different. And I'm hoping that America will change because I remember Yamichi Leone Alcador, mm -hmm. who's the Haitian mm -hmm. anchor, mm -hmm. who 
it was at the White House press briefing that was also called a nasty woman by Trump, who's Love an her. amazing journalist. Love yeah. her. Amazing. April Ryan. There's so many black women that are amazing that I just feel so encouraged by everything that happened this week that we will now be able to have seats at the table because people are seeing us so differently now. There's a reason why you see so many black women trying to assimilate because it's hard for you to stand out with your natural hair because it it makes people worried about what you're going to say. So, mm, I mean- Well, this is what I'm saying. But I'm saying when we met with Jackie Glenn, um, she has a book called Lift As I Climb. You remember Jackie? Jackie? It's Jackie, right? Yes, Jackie. Jackie? Uh-huh. I think that there's something to be said for those women who do get to seat at the table and who they pull up so that every one of us gets a spotlight. So you look at a Kamala Harris. I want to see what her cabinet looks like. I want to see Stacey Abrams in that cap. I want to see her pulling up Black women. It can't be all Black, but pull up Black women so that the women who we know don't get an opportunity to get face forward, at least give them the opportunity to shine. Yamichi's another one. She's a she's a heavyset girl. She has natural hair. To your point, Ruth, she's not getting the shine that Abby Phillips is getting. Mm-hmm. You, know? Well, I, you know, I think my thing for Abby, I mean, also is that she's so young and she's so... Yeah, I agree. Boy- at what she does and I, and for that she's young she's lot. gorgeous and you. she's very well spoken i i do not deny that let's let's sh- let's talk about that elephant in the room unfortunately yeah. looks they they, they they matter they matter and yeah. especially when you're a woman and it yeah. sucks it, it really sucks does. to have to be thin and to have pretty hair mm-hmm. and to have to wear makeup mm-hmm wear the right color and Mm -hmm. a suit or not a suit or a dress and then and then on top of all of that to then have to as a black woman to rein in our voices to you know speak in a tone that's that's intelligent but you know not too very soft very soft and and she's she's threading that she's walking that tightrope and yeah be, and it, it's all of those things all coming together. It's yeah. her poise. It's the fact that she is Trinidadian. Let, I mean, obviously we're all from the islands. Our parents raised us to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that mixed with the fact that she's gorgeous and she looks great in red. <laughs> she looks really good. I mean, the and, girl's gorgeous. Yeah. And her hair is either is a weave or whatever. It's if, if God gave her that, then great. Or her and her hairdresser. Um, it's, but it's straight. It's not yeah, natural. It's exactly. not her natural it's curls. It's not natural. Um, and it's long. It's not short. Um, mm-hmm. And she's thin. Like, and, 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 and she, I mean, she looks great on camera. She does. It just, Which is why she got the spot. And she's young. Right? Let's just say she's young. I right. mean, and look at women like that. All of those things. And she's really and she's qualified. qualified. She's mm-hmm. absolutely qualified. And that's what's happening now. There's so much, so many of us that are so qualified. When you look at a Kamala Harris, nobody could ever say she was just a prop. That woman right. is so qualified to be vice president of the United States. Kamala Harris's husband is, is white. So that doesn't make you less black. He's Jewish. He's Jewish. Jewish. But you know, it just doesn't make you less black because your partner is not black. I just wanted to see that. And then also, it doesn't make you less black. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's right, Renee. No, but it doesn't make you. It doesn't make you less black if you are not 
a descendant of an American slave. Because when we think about the vice president and the presidents that have been of color, neither one of them were descendants of American slaves. I, I, you know, I was just saying that we just have to be, we have to be careful, not careful, but, you know, um, we live in a diverse, a diverse world right now. And like you said, there's a tanning of America and, and we just yes. have to be careful with how we project that. So yeah, I, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much that we can look at and we can dissect it and get all granular and it's like this, 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 and this. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, I think what happened this week really proves that there is real decency here in America. I mean, you know, there's some bad guys out there. There's, In Trump's words, there's some bad hombres out there. But there's, some, <laughs> there's some decent people too, you know? And I, and like literally walking out my house the day after, well, the day of, of the announcement and being worried what white people would do. I mean, the fact that that fear, that I had that fear yeah. really bothered me. And it's you real. Know, it was a real fear. Real. Yeah, but the I moment agree. that that man put his fist up and was like, yes, now we can get back to some peace. I can't even begin to tell you, like that is a moment that just is just... You know, like people want to get back to peace and in Biden's words, they want to heal. It's time to heal. Correct. Okay. I think we were also talking about the fact that I, I wanted to point out in Black Southern America, mm -hmm. they also feel as though they haven't quite gotten where they want to be. They want to see a descendant of slave. Yeah, I agree with them. I mean, in those positions this, of power. I'm going to bring that back up. I'm going to bring that back up, Diane, because when we look at these Harvard scholarships, these Ivy League scholarships, and the Black people that are getting them based on affirmative action, and I don't want to sound like the bad guy here. I don't want to, I'm going to play devil's advocate right now. 85 to 90% of them are going to people from other countries that are Black. That's true. It's, it's not, they it's are not, not going to yeah. the descendants of former slaves. And affirmative action was built on that premise. And people like us are coming here and taking advantage of those scholarships while parents come here and we live here. We're and taking we advantage of scholarships guilty. that really- We, no, should we shouldn't feel guilty, but there should definitely yeah. be some programming to fast yeah. track descendants yeah. of slaves to these programs and to yeah. these possibilities because we have to right our wrongs. Even as Caribbean American people, we sometimes look down on communities of color that operate and live in a different bubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there definitely needs to be some, I don't know what it is. What, what yeah. that is, I'm not sure, but- some Well, that's something that, you know, when we look back at what happened after, after slavery was abolished by Lincoln, you know, um, when we look at the reparation, the Reparations Act, that never was because he was assassinated. That's where I think everything just changed for black people in America. And then we went from having um, progression to just literally becoming the poorest citizens in America, trying to fend for ourselves, trying to build our own families. And slavery evolved us into freedom with nothing, right. you know? And when we look at the future of black America, what do you wanna see? 
I know when I look at my son and I see his future, I want to see a future where he gets to be whatever he wants to be and make friends with whoever he wants to make friends with. And nobody has to have a comment or an issue with it. It's like race becomes just an afterthought in his life. And I know that sounds crazy, but there's been so much heaviness going on about race in the past couple of years. I just don't want him to have to worry about that as he gets older. And I'm hoping that's where we're going with this. What do you want to see, ladies? Well, let me let me just because Andrew does soccer, right? He does soccer on Thursdays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And this past Thursday, I take him on Thursdays. Terry takes him on Saturdays. Um, we got there very early because I want to have him practice. And Andrew automatically found two other kids, and they were white. And I was like, Andrew, come back here. Andrew, come here. Come come stay with mommy because I didn't want a parent to to make my child feel any kind of way. So I was trying to pull him before somebody else made him feel odd. But Andrew is oblivious. Yes, boys are. Boys He's are. oblivious to, to anybody's coloring. And I, and I have to say that I was very, Giselle too, they don't know what brown means. And I, I think it goes back to what we talked about in the beginning of the week, last week. My kids have been sheltered to a point where they don't know that their color means that they're already set back. Um, so I'm hoping that they continue with that, but I also hope that, um, that other people see them as sweet children, sweet teens, you know, capable adults. I don't want somebody to look at my child and not see the the promise that I see in them. That's, that's Mm -hmm. what I want for mine. Mm -hmm. Renee? Um, I, I guess I want to echo you two ladies. I just, I, I would love to see a world where our children like just didn't even have to think about it. It's not so much that, that about other people as much as themselves. Like when I walk into a, a, a you know, say a supermarket that's not in my town, I feel there, even if I'm all alone and my kids aren't with me, I feel some, some kind of way. I feel very self-conscious and like aware and I make sure I have my wig on, obviously. And I'm, <laughs> like, and and just, just to be able to just not have to think about it, just, just yeah. to not have to put this whole like, okay, I have to make sure that, that I'm doing this and make like, oh, I can't go out looking like a, like a crazy person or else, you know, they're going to think that, you know, I'm some crackhead or something like that. And I don't know, but just like, just those little things, just those tiny little, that, that we all think in our own minds when we leave the house and just like you Colette, when you saw that, that white man out of your door, like yeah. that, that second where you're like, oh, geez. Yeah. I just don't want to have that second. I just want to be able to go about my day. And the same thing for the children, for them to just go about their day and and not not have to to have that second of like, oh, yeah, where am I? Who's who? Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Diane? I think I echo that. I I would like Savannah to have the freedom to be exactly who she wants to be. Yeah, yeah. I would like for her to not have to carry that burden because whether we want to admit it or not, it's a burden. Every room that we walk into, every job that we go to, we're not only walking in by ourselves, we're walking in for our whole community, if you're conscious mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would like to see Savannah and my grandchildren, future grandchildren, um, not have to carry that burden for them to have the freedom to just be who they want to be 
Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, ladies, this was this was actually really emotional. The last of this, I'm just like, oh my god! I want all of this for all of our kids. Um, I want to see the world just become just a sea of color, and there's no red states, blue, just one color. You know what I mean? Like everywhere, like those rural areas. I was telling, I was telling Diane early in the week. We got blacks in the burbs taken care of, and the suburban moms are, 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 you know, we're here. Well, now we need coons in the countryside, you know, <laughs> or coloreds in the countrysides. We need some black people in the rural areas so that we have the opportunity to diversify the thought process that goes through these people who think that it's okay to vote for a man has been nothing but divisive and creating hate in this country all these years because those red areas, I mean, they just went solid red. And I don't understand how they don't realize um, what's happening, but I don't know them, you know? Um, I watched the Pioneer Woman and that's as close as I get to the countryside. And that alone is white enough. I'm just like, whoa, this is really white. Yeah. They, you know? We don't know them and they don't know us. And they and don't it, know us, exactly. And that has to change. Yeah, colors in the countryside. Kanye and Dave Chappelle can't be the only ones out there in Wyoming. We gotta get some other people out there, okay? Let's get them out there because they just flipped and turned for Trump. Um, well, I know Kanye did. I don't know about Dave, but um, yes, ladies. Well, listen, this was beautiful. I think starting the week, the starting uh, Sunday last week with not knowing what was going to happen and then having this conversation today, it could have very well went the other way and we would have been mad on this conversation. So I think today is a beautiful day. This week has been beautiful. Next week's going to be amazing. And the future, well, honey, it can't be anything but bright right now because this right here is a good start to the future. Hey. It's all about the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. Boy, come and taste the sauce. The sauce, the sauce. She won't give you junk food. I will give you sauce. She will give you... Thank you for listening to Tea and Talk. If you like what you heard, please like, share, subscribe, and comment. Until next time. When she give you subway, I will give you saltfish. We Caribbean girls are trendsetter. We wind better, we wind better. When you find ways like you find treasure, we wind better, we wind better. Cause everybody know we are go-getter. We wind better, we wind better. And we sweet like a dozen love a letter. We wind better, we wind better.